I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused, brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Yo, this is the, this is the guy that we had Why'd you bring that up? Hi, I'm Will. I'm Taylor. And uh, 15 days as we're recording this, but uh, when you're getting this 18 days straight that I have worked and it's fucking miserable, I won't have a break until uh, this weekend when I go to Double or Nothing. You look it, like a, a wild man, bro. Your eyes get redder and redder every day. It's crazy, bro. You're looking more like a woolly mammoth man, like you just came out of a mountain. I just want to sleep. That's all. You're starting to look like Nick Offerman, you know, from Parks and Rec. I don't know if that's an, even an insult. Like <laughs> I don't know insult. what that's supposed to it's fucking mean insult. at all. You just look like a mountain man. You're uh, a mountain man. Uh, I think I'll take it. You know? Isn't there a wrestler named Mountain Man? I probably Mountain Man Rock. He's got the WWF guitar. Uh, you mean uh, what's his face? The dude from last week, uh, from the Old Spice commercials. Oh no, out? dude! This guy's wild. He's got a guitar that's in the old school WWF logo. It's what uh, the guitar body is, dude. It's called Mountain Man Rock. I do know exactly what you're talking about. Kind of badass. We're Kinda not badass. here to talk about that, though. You're right. We sure aren't. So we had an interesting conversation this week. Is it interesting? I think it is, bro. I think that it was good stuff, and I wish we would have done it on this, so let's try it. All right. So we, uh, <laughs> I finally made it through the entire Nick Gage episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and you actually finally watched it. What do you, Tell me your feelings. I don't... I want to hear your feelings first, because the passion that you exuded the other day when you were talking about really blew my mind. So here's the thing. I've talked highly about people who are known to be hardcore wrestlers. There is a difference between what they did and what Nick Gage does. I will preface this with saying, I understand that he is able to generate a connection with the crowd, unlike most others. The problem is, one, he's doing it for significantly smaller crowds. So it's easier to have that, like, niche connection with people. But he's almost fucking killing himself and other people. In the course of an hour, I watched a man tell three different to four different stories of people almost dying in the fucking wrestling ring. Not to mention... He has this obsession with the fucking pizza cutter spot. Like the I pizza don't pizza cutter spot is fucked up. I'm with you on that one. <sighs> like, so it's a slippery slope that we find ourselves on because you can call him lo- a loose cannon, which he absolutely is, but you could also call Abdullah a, a loose cannon because he absolutely is. And people seem to have this glorifying view of him that he's this incredible landmark for wrestling. And to be honest, if we're talking about recklessness, he's right there in the same vein. I mean, it's just, it's a thing. It's a weird line we walk on because we sit in this place where we're like, and what he's doing is, is almost not even wrestling. Like, to be honest, what Nick Gage is doing is, is it wrestling? No, it's a death match. It's a completely different ball game. It's the same idea. Well, and that's the thing. And look at the lifestyle that comes along with it. Not for nothing. He, like I said, he almost died. Which he did. He did, yeah. He did basically die, which I thought was ridiculous that he's sitting there like criticizing David Arquette for leaving the like finishing the match when 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 that when that happened to Nick Gage, 
Yeah, he's like, oh, let me finish the match. Let me finish the match. But he ended up getting airlifted out. This yeah. is this is weird. Well, he had to. His fucking organs were coming out. I well, I know, but this, you don't. He would. He didn't want to. He had to. He would have died. He did die. I mean, what do you mean he would have died? Here's the thing. I I don't know like what kind of fucking cynical like people that there are who like wrestling. But it's the same crowd that like wanted Chris Jericho to fucking die. I was gonna say, I was thinking that earlier, dude. It's it's someone who chases an ambulance. They're looking for fucking. It's an ambulance chaser. They're looking for blood. They're looking for guts. They want to see someone get hurt. It's the same people that watch the faces of death. There's no point, dude. What does it do for you? You're just watching someone fucking die, dude. I thoroughly enjoy violence. But I think there's a certain line. Are you talking cinematic violence or are you talking real life fucking violence? That, and that's where you have to draw the line. And I think like I can appreciate the niche and what a lot of Nick Gage and that whole deathmatch crowd is trying to do. I just think a little bit of it is taken too far. And that's just so me. a lot of the pizza cutter, I agree with the aspect of him. I think light tubes in fucking wrestling. I just... They're still being used to this day. Like, there was a GCW event during WrestleMania weekend and with the fucking light tubes. It's like... I get it. But it also makes me think, do you... Why do you need to use this kind of shit to get over in wrestling? You're right. It's, It's a cheap parlor trick, but at the same time, anything you do could result in serious injury. So with the light tubes, it's almost a calculated risk if you think about it. Because anything you use, the ropes, you could kill yourself with the fucking ropes. Yeah, but... You know what I mean? Like, anything. You you make a good point, but if I'm, you know, going to put gas in my car, and at the end of the day, knowing all of the gas could make my car explode if, you know, fire hits it, but then I choose the most flammable gas that doesn't work for my car. You know what I'm saying? And then I go, oh, my God, my car blew up. You know, like, yeah. I get it. But like you said, it's a it's a cheap parlor trick. And I think that's what it is. It's like a lot of these people who are doing these insane fucking things, it's like, what is their end game? First and foremost, like, you're already doing something that's taking years off of your life. But there isn't an end game. The end game is that he wants the crowd pop. That's what he craves. To, to, it's not to about like 30, 45 fucking It's not people. about that. It's about having that weird niche connection with someone that understands him because he spent his entire life, the last few years, especially after his brother lost, he lost his brother, not really having much of a connection with people. He's craving emotional connection, is what it is, right? Well, and that's where you get the whole MDK, and like, I really. There's so much about Nick Gage that I can get behind, if that makes sense. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and fucking rail this guy because, especially listening to the story, see, I'm really conflicted, right? Because you, throughout the majority, you hear about his brother, you know, having a good life and everything like that and not kind of going down the same path as Nick Gage, only to find out that that, you know, doesn't necessarily happen and, Shit happens, you know, his brother went down a different path again, and then what happens, happens. So it's like, you take all these factors, and you think about the upbringing, this, that, and the other, and you want to be sympathetic, and I am, and that's why I think, you know, this is a hard one for me, because it's, I shouldn't like him. 
and I really don't like him, to be honest with you. I, I'm not going to sit here and go, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Aside from the fact that he's kind of a dirtbag who goes out of his way to hurt people, he oozes charisma. He does. I do, and that's what I think really pissed me off is the whole David Arquette situation. I knew that that's where the anger was I'm, coming from. I'm, You're a mark, bro. No, can I be? No, no, no. I think David Arquette annoyed me in this. I think you got a slightly different David Arquette than you did and you cannot kill David Arquette. And I don't know what's happened in the time since that whole era of documentary and his push afterwards and now, but he was like, he kind of seemed a little bit more like nonchalant, like, yeah, I fucking won the World Heavyweight Championship and they're not going to take it away from me. You know what I mean? Like, that, even like two, three years ago, that's not his mindset on it. So I don't know... If maybe it was a work in the first place, that whole documentary and everything. But that's that's another one of those things where it's like, I am upset at David Arquette. But at the same time, David Arquette is, in essence, mass transit. That's exactly what I was thinking. And that's why I was wondering which side you would fall on. Because we had a long discussion about max tra- mass transit. And I thought, I was on the, obviously on the opposite end of you. And so you would think that... In this aspect, I would be the same way, but I don't... In this particular instance, like, he asked him, like, four times. He was like, yo, bro, you know what you're doing, right? Like, this is gonna happen. And he was like, yeah, yeah, get it. Like, no, no, you know what's gonna happen, right? See, and here's the one thing. This is the difference, but I still err on the side of, like, saying, like, hey, David Arquette was wrong. Because, yeah, he made an agreement with Nick Gage that certain things still wouldn't be done in the match. Nick Gage was Nick Gage and was like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to give this guy his money's worth, you know, and then take advantage of him. But if you notice, like David Arquette was even saying, like, there was a point where I stopped being able to trust him in the ring. And that's the big problem, especially in this kind of match type. So it's, it's one thing to be working this outrageously violent style of wrestling. It's another thing not to be trustworthy while working this outrageous style of wrestling. So it's for me to go, hey, I'm going to work someone like if I'm being I would never work with him. If someone went, hey, man, we have a match, pretty decent money on the table and you're fighting Nick Gage. Good chance to get over. I go give it to someone else like seriously. And I think that's a big thing about wrestling is you have to pick and choose what you do you know what i mean and obviously that's not always a luxury everyone has in the business but if i if nick gage was floated to me i would just pass mox is kind of uh he loves nick gage. he's kind of a lunatic fringe he just loves fucking violence that's been his thing since day one still is his thing and he just like a week or two ago Came down to a GCW event and called out Nick Gage. Jesus Christ. That goes to show Nick Gage is still wrestling as well. And I do have respect for him that he's been able to stay relevant. And he's still in the scene. He's still doing what he fucking loves. I just really don't hope we have a fourth or fifth story of someone almost fucking dying. Right. In the ring with associated with him. Or him especially. You know what I mean? Like I just I want everybody to be happy and stay alive I guess. I don't know. I do want to, I do want to take a moment though and kind of roast him. John Moxley said him, or ah, John Moxley said it his ah, 
John Moxley said it best. Nick Gage was notorious for coming to the ring with a face mask. Yet the one fucking time you need one, you don't when wait. Rob the, a face when rob the bank. <laughs> See, and that, that was the thing that like kind of surprised me too. He was like, yeah, I pussied out or I chickened out for robbing the bank. Is that pussying out or chickening out? I think you just made a reasonable decision. You were just like, hey, I'm not going to fucking do this and ruin my life. And then you're like, wait a minute. Ah, fuck it. Just fuck it. And that's kind of the the other side of the coin with Nick Gage. Where kind I'm of the like, whole moral of the story that every every turn he gets to, he's like, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the moral of this whole story. Even when he had his intestines falling out of his stomach, he was just like, fuck it. You know I, what I mean? Like, I, take me up. I think watching him too, you're, you don't see like any remorse. You think like he firmly believes he did things right for the most part, and he's happy where he landed. It's the hardcore mindset, I guess, man. I, I wish I could be a part of that because I'm good, bro. I well, no, in the fact that like I could just be satisfied with what all my life happened or what happened in my life, you know. And he is. He's he does not give a single fuck. And he knows everything that's happened so far has brought him to this point. So, cheers to him. I mean, I guess so, bro. Cheers to him. He is the GCW king. You know what I mean? He is. So, what are you going to do about that? You can't. You can't do nothing about it. That's his. Well, let's go ahead and hit him with the outros then. All right. Hit him uh, with the Twitters uh, and I'll take it. We have uh, Jaded Rasslin. That's our Twitter. Uh, Taylor Hassler one and God Fieri. Those are our Twitters. Yeah. We've got more Twitters. Yeah, we've got a Year of Pod. we got a... Tots Pod. Tots Pod. We got uh, Jobin Rogue. We got uh, Redbeard Pirate One. All right. Didn't fuck it up that time, Al. You hear me? I'm so, you kind of fucked that up. Uh, we have merch now. ProWrestlingTees.com. Go buy some Jaded Wrestling merch. I could use it, so maybe I can quit my normal job and then just focus on this. Uh, YouTube will be worked on. We're still working on that. We have weekly and bi-weekly content for you. We have interviews coming out. We have Tots Pod com- or debuting here in a couple weeks because Taylor's taking a vacation. And we have so many other things to tell you about. But please, if you could, leave us a review on iTunes or something. We need that exposure, baby, trying to grow up and shit. Anything you want to hit him with, though, Taylor? Nah, bro, I'm chilling, bro. It's been a real cool week for me. It's vibing out, making some overtime. Ooh, I, uh, you know... Actually, no. I ain't going to waste people's time this week. Love you all. Take it easy. All right, guys. If you do not listen to Before You Were Jaded on Friday, the next time I talk to you, I will have gone to double or nothing. So wish me luck. Peace out, Girl Scout.